Live and in person, it is Brian and Josh for the Brian and Josh Show. Yo. Also known as Curiosity Continuum. Every now and again, Josh and I get a chance to sit together and record these. It's so much more enjoyable just because you're face-to-face with your friend. Yeah, I love it. I love being here. I love doing this because why not? Let's do it. So we sat on the porch today. It's a Sunday afternoon. We had a chance just to chill out. And Josh brought up, like, you know, if we were a tree, we were looking at this tree across the yard that had been struck by lightning a few years prior. It actually preceded my time living on this property. He said, would, like, how would you feel like if you were a tree? Because really, like, five years to regrow a top is not that long. Right. And I just thought, well, let's talk about that. And Brian said, let's talk about that. And so let's do it. So we're going to talk about the perception of time today on Curiosity Continuum. <laughs> Being in the same room is weird. Put the intro here. Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We combine... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're a central bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways, not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, visit us at CuriosityContinue.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. So this will be a very easy edit job for Josh because we're actually looking at one another and there's no lag of the internet. (laughs) No, I know. It's awesome. (laughs) Live and in person. Yeah, we haven't done this for a while. You know, so this was actually a comment that you made to me years ago and it was actually a comment that your dad made talking about as you got older, your perception of time changes, got differs. And we, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast, but it's worth talking about, especially now. I have uh, two teenage children, and the time like when now my son started working his first job, which is wonderful. Right. And uh, my daughter just starred in Lion King Jr. as adult Nala and did a fabulous job. But I look at that, and I'm like, man, you know what? Like, I understand now, now having been a parent for a short while, just how the perception of time changes, A... Because you're getting older, but there's so many other things that develop that it feels like time has passed. Physically developed, too. Like, so when you're a kid, you perceive things differently because five years of your life, for example, if you're 10, that's half your life. For us, five years is like, you know, one-fifth, one-eighth of our life, right? I wish it was one-fifth, but it's not. It's like one-eighth, one-ninth of our life, right? So we see this as like the time to kind of oh, we're not really changing as much because we've already solidified kind of who we are. That's what I feel. And then kind of like, okay, I get it now. Like yeah. when you're younger, a year is a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, and my uh, my counselor said like, you're really the first 30 years of your life, you're establishing your ego, who sure. you are. She goes, for every year after that, 
you are kind of deconstructing it, who you're not. And you're you're refining who you are, but what you're really doing is you're defining like, you're kind of stripping those layers away of who you're not in that whole thing. Right. I mean, you're kind of looking at like, oh, I'm this is who I am. And so I like I, I was also telling Brian, I kind of get it why older people are kind of cranky sometimes because <laughs> you get it. Like you're set in your kind of like cadence in the way you do things. Everything's changing around you, but you if you don't change with it, it's kind of very different. It is weird. You know, when I was uh, young, and I would talk to people who were older than me and they said, oh, you're so young. And even now, I still have people who are like in their 70s. They're like, like, oh, you're so young. Hey, you're the kid. <laughs> you're the kid. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like I realize that oftentimes it's your position in like the race of time. How close are you to when you're maybe going off the earth? How much life you've lived? You know, it's it's a relational thing depending on like, did your parents die early? Are you living longer than your parents? You know, like you're looking yeah. at that going like, what is... How am I perceiving how much time this actually takes to do? Because Josh and I, you know, when we first started this podcast, like we, we've said before, we purposely took our time and we didn't rush into marketing something because it was, we wanted to see what this thing would become. And now here we are and, you know, we have other people kind of tapping on the door of what this thing may become. And it, right. it's, a, it's a process. There's no easy button. There's no automatic button that this thing happens with. No, I mean, and part of that is because of time. Like, the longer we do this, the, like, more kind of, I think it's, like, we have to be more deliberate with how we do it. Yes. And so it's, like, oh, it's not just going to do it itself. Like, we have to pull it and push it and kind of pull it by its hair screaming, you know, across the <laughs> across the ground. And it feels like that sometimes, but it's just our us doing what we do. And I think that's that is the difference in, like, the way time goes. If we were just kind of like, oh, just let it go, nothing would happen. So we have to actively take a role in it. You know, and so the perception of time can also be self-imposed. So I think about this when, like I was in school mm -hmm. and I would set deadlines. So like when there was like a larger project in school, the uh, teacher would say, hey, it's due in two weeks. Right. Give the outline. And I was always that student, especially like in high school, I would, work on it when it first came out right i would we, get it done in the first week we just did it we did it because you had the time so <laughs> but the perception was like i only have two weeks but you look at some some students who are like struggling and like freaking out because like oh my gosh i haven't done my project to do tomorrow i gotta pull an all-nighter right we'll see the perception of their time was like i have all this time until it ran up to the deadline like crap i have to do something Right. So that is more of a, uh, that is perception of time. Because you're thinking like, oh, I got three months. That's a long time. It is a long time. But if you don't do anything, it's not a long time. You have to set it in motion. So there's like the, what do you perceive? Not only like the amount of time you have, but the amount of effort it takes to do something. Right. I mean, like, so if I was a kid again, and I'm like, you know, thinking like, oh, I've got like, I got a project and I got two months to do this project. I'd be like, oh, wow. Well, I'm thinking it's only going to take me a day or two. In reality, it's probably taking you four or five days or more to do. And then obviously the teacher gave you two weeks for a reason or two months for a reason. They want you to use the time, not just be like, oh, hey, I can cram this in in the last 48 hours and be totally done with it. Right. So 
that is kind of the perception of it. Like you have the perception is you always have more time than you do. And I think this really bodes true for human beings because you hear a lot about people that pass on and die and their loved ones like, I wish we had more time. In reality, you had tons of time. You had a lot of time to, you know, mend that bridge, get that thing done that's going on. But they just didn't do it because it was easier to just kick the ball forward than to the uncomfortableness of coming together and like solving an issue, right? Yep. You know, there's there's an assumption of margin about how long it takes you. So I want to share a personal story, and I'm sure many people can relate. You know, when I got married to my wife, Sabrina, who I love dearly, I was of the mindset of if I'm not 15 minutes early, I'm late. Right. And she was of the mindset at that time of if I'm 10 minutes late, I'm doing okay. That's 25 minutes of marital tension happening. <laughs> right. And But the perception of time was different. It's like, how do you understand like what you're trying to accomplish? And then along with that, how have you estimated your level of excellence, competency, talent, that kind of thing to be able to hit it? Right. And... So like one thing that Sabrina's gotten really good at still works out though, is that how long it takes her to get ready. Sure. Now she's gotten better at it, but I often like now build in additional 15 minutes of time just because I know like, you know, I know I build on the margin. So some of the people who have said like, Hey, I'm not good at showing up on time. I'm not organized. It's because you assume that there's margin there that there's not. Right. And that comes to roost in certain ways. It, it depending, you know, if it's like a not a life critical, mission critical type of thing, not as big of a deal. Right. But when you're talking about those things, people build in the extra time to make sure that it's good because they don't assume it's going to go right. Correct. Yeah. It, you're assuming it's just something going to happen, <laughs> whether it's like fun and exciting. Who knows? But it's, something's <laughs> going to happen. But usually, like, I, I totally understand what Brian's saying because my wife and I are almost the opposite. Like, I will get ready and I'll be like, oh, I, I you know, I'm taking a shower and she's like ready. And then she'll be like ready sitting there and go, oh, I got to go get something else on. Like, I'll be, she'll be like, how does this look? I'm like, totally fine. And then I come out of the shower and she's like wearing something totally different. <laughs> and she doesn't ask like, oh, it has this look. I'm like, I go, okay, that's just the process that she has to do to get ready, ready. right? But the perception of time with both of us is is that we want to be a little early. Yep. And I think that's kind of more a real Midwest thing. Like, be early. You you know, you can learn to be on time. Right. And my parents definitely like reinforced it. Now, I'm not as, I'll say this, I'm not as early as my dad, like especially with flying. Like my dad was very particular especially like picking me up from the airport he was four hours there at the airport before i arrived i'm like okay that's a little extreme like i'm business travel actually solved that for me where i would show up on time like oh there's time i'm okay right it showed me that there something wasn't going to break but what i didn't assume was that like the plane is going to wait on me because brian shun's the most important person in the room right <laughs> right to do it so what that did though is it helped me like understand okay here's where I'm responsible. Here's the reality of it. Here's the middle in between. And honestly, understanding that helps you manage your time. So there was a group of, I worked for a company and it was a lot of former military, but these meetings always slid. People were late. People didn't show up on time. I'm like, okay, well, I had to do a photo shoot to get headshots for the new website. This is years ago in another part of my life. You know, everybody showed up 10 minutes early. I'm like, 
how did you show up early? I was absolutely flabbergasted. They all showed up. And the guy looked at me who was, uh, you know, long time former military. He said, when you're in the military, you learn how to show up on time. If you don't know how, he said, you're scrubbing the dishes in the kitchen. <laughs> he right. said, they teach you. They yeah. teach you. He said, you learn how to do it. And I realized, you know, like that thing really can be a skill that you understand well and you learn. But the the tension comes in when people perceive the time differently. It's like, how do you perceive being on time? And right. that's where I think a lot of communi- good communication can happen to say like, how do you perceive being on time and specifically defining it? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people, right? Like a lot of people don't, like I think if you said to people, hey, be here at nine o'clock, about half the people will be there right at nine. Maybe 20% would be there a little early and like 30% would be late. But everyone would perceive themselves to be there on time. Yeah. And even the perception of that time is different. It's like a minute late. Oh, no, that's just fashionably late. Or like three minutes late. That's fashionably late. You're there 10 minutes early. You're like, no, I'm, I'm right on time. And some people are like, hey, I, you know, I don't get paid till nine, so I'm not here till nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I de- we, everybody deals with that, right? This is a very different way. So of, pe- of the way different people perceive time. And younger people perceive it different than older people. Then it just seems that way. And it, it's, I think it's always going to be that way. You know, the important thing, especially when you're talking about collaboration or communication, is that you define something that is not subjective. Right. So like when my family's trying to get out the door, I say the clock <laughs> when it says this time is the time. Right. I, I also make sure then at that point that like my my clocks are like within a minute of each other, you know, not all right. sync to the GPS or whatever. But it, I know those clocks are good. And I say, you don't look at somebody else and go like, well, they're chilling out. It's like, right. You're looking at me chilling out because I already prepared. I'm already done. I'm yeah, already done. I'm ready. So you manage yourself to be able to get out the door at the latest by this point. And there's been like constant reiteration of that deadline. But then people know this is how we're talking about it and how we manage it. Right. Because time, as Josh and I have said before, it is the one currency that doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, old or young. It is the same. Yeah, we all have the same amount of time. Now, what, how you use it is what matters. So with this, we're going to cut this one a little bit shorter than normal, just so you can manage your time well, <laughs> get out and do things. So the question for you is, like, how do you perceive time, and how do people around you perceive the time? How does that matter? How is it different? Exactly. Right? That's the question. That's it. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.